This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everybody, it's Lon Seiben, and it's time for your weekly wrap-up. And I want to begin, as we always do, by thanking our newest Patreon supporters. This week, it's just a supporter, Marlo Delphin Gonzalez. I want to thank Marlo, as well as everyone who contributes on a regular basis, as well as all of you who watch on a regular basis, too. So let's move on to our non-ad position of the month. We're still looking for sponsors for the wrap-up. And until then, I'll have some affiliate links here. And I wanted to point you at Audible, if you haven't looked at it before. You've probably heard this pitched at you now a million times to Sunday but I'm going to talk about it again because it's a service I've been using now for uh, probably about four or five years now, if not longer, and I get a book a month, essentially. I think it's about $15 a month or so, and I like to read a lot of nonfiction stuff as well as a lot of fiction books, too, because uh, some of their sci-fi books in particular are really fun because they turn them into almost radio plays. They have sound effects. Uh, The readers that do these narrations have uh, such a range of character voices that they do. It's really a lot of fun, so I was Uh, Just wrapping up the Thrawn Star Wars book the other day. Uh, These are long. This one is 16 hours long, but it's something that uh, lets you read when you can't otherwise read. So, for example, if you're doing dishes or doing some yard work around the house or something, you can get a very entertaining book read to you as opposed to having to sit down and read it yourself. I also uh, took a look here at another fun one. This is Star Trek Memories by William Shatner. And what's fun about a lot of the biographies on Audible is that they are read by the author. So you get a real, it's really nice because you can actually hear in their voice what they were feeling at the time that they were uh, experiencing whatever they were writing about. Really good stuff and a real pleasure to read. Again, a lot of nonfiction stuff is great on Audible too. I'm at a point in life now because of the kids and all the craziness in my life that if I sit down and start reading a book, no matter what time of day it is, I fall asleep about 10 pages in. So I've been uh, doing a lot of audio books because I'm able to uh, do that while listen to a book while I'm active as opposed to uh, sitting down and falling asleep and not getting any reading done. Another cool thing is if you have the Kindle version of the book, you can sync it with the audio version. So as you're listening to the book in the car, uh, when you get home, your Kindle will update to where you last left off while you were listening. You do have to get the book twice, one from Audible and one from the Kindle store. But uh, if you've got a really long book that you want to alternate uh, between audio and text, you can do that. All sorts of good stuff. There's a free trial if you click on the link down below to help out the channel. And I really recommend Audible because I have really enjoyed using the service over the years. So let's take a look now at what videos I uploaded last week. On the Extras channel, I only did two, but there'll be more uh, this week, of course. Uh, We had the Lenovo Mix 320 in a follow-up because I didn't show how the hinge worked on it when folding it back up into laptop mode. And as a reminder, this is a uh, detachable tablet device, and it uh, is pretty affordably priced, around 200 bucks, very well built, but I didn't show that mechanism in how it closes back up into laptop mode, so I wanted to cover that, and a few viewers were looking for that, so hopefully that answers those questions. I also unboxed the Asus ZenScreen USB Type-C portable monitor that I'll talk more about in just a minute. Now, on the main channel, I began the first in a series of videos as I uh, transitioned my home network DVR away from Windows Media Center and over to something new and more modern. And what I'm doing, hopefully, is going to be running
running everything, including live television, off of a WD MyCloud PR2100 NAS device. And uh, the first video I did is part of my uh, monthly sponsored video with Plex, but it's a very important part of this project was to see if uh, the MyCloud on its own can handle the Plex DVR system, including uh, transcoding live television. And you can see how all of that works in that first video. In the second video, which hopefully will go up later this week, I'm going to be uh, showing how uh, the HD Home Run DVR works on the MyCloud because I'm going to be using both the Plex DVR system and uh, the HD Home Run DVR system on the same device concurrently with each other. And I'll explain how I'm doing all of that coming up in this week's video. But so far, so good. It's able to uh, keep up with everything I am throwing at it. And there's been a lot of updates to the Plex uh, uh, server software. So I've got to run another update on it later today because it did have a crash when I was really killing it with a bunch of recordings and uh, live TV watching at the same time. The NAS stayed up, but the uh, Plex server crashed. And I'm assuming there's still some more work to be done with this beta feature. But uh, so far, so good. And uh, I'll talk more about HD Home Runs DVR with this a little later in the week. I also gave you a report of some of the cool gadgets I saw at CE Week 2017 in New York City. This is a, a gathering of technology companies. And one of the things that I like about this show is that I see a lot of more emerging companies versus some of the usual uh, big brands. So I can often find some of those unique things that I always like to profile here on the channel. And you can check out that report and see some of the cool things that I saw there. I also took a look at that Asus Zen screen that I unboxed on the Extras channel. What's cool about this is that it's a portable monitor uh, that plugs in with a single cable. So your power and your video uh, come over the USB Type-C cable. And what's unique about this one versus other portable monitors you might have seen out there before is that it's running with display ports. So you're not getting a performance hit for using this single cable display. It's not as bright as I would like it to be just because of the power requirements, but it does get the job done. And I think if you're looking for something uh, thin, light, and portable, uh, you'll have it here. You just need to uh, be, you know, have your expectations set appropriately on the overall screen brightness. It'll definitely look dimmer compared to a Mac, for example, if they're sitting next to each other. I also took a look at the Wolverine Titan, and this is a photo scanner that uh, specifically scans negatives and slides and has the best workflow I've ever seen, but unfortunately, uh, the image quality is severely lacking. You can see more in my full review uh, posted down below in the master playlist. And now it's time for a couple of things that are on my mind that I wanted to share with you, my uh, weekly vlog of me doing this full time. What's been uh, funny now that I've hit week 19 is I'm beginning to get a real feel for uh, my workflow throughout the week. As you know, I was keeping track of my time in a very granular way, and I'm finally figuring out what uh, times are best for me to do certain tasks, and uh, so far, so good. And I work all hours of the day and night whenever I feel like I can uh, get something done effectively. And that's one of the neat things about self-employment is that you do have the freedom to uh, work when you want, provided you have the discipline to work. And the good thing is, is that I'm really motivated on the work that I do here on the channel to always be working on it. So it's become kind of like a hobby job slash obsession. And I really appreciate everybody continuing to tune in. I did want to share with you something that my friend Ken Gagney shared on Reddit the other day. This is on the podcast subreddit. And he does a bunch of podcasts, and he's got a, a pretty successful YouTube channel also at Game Bits, where he does a lot of fun unboxings and other Let's Play videos. And 
Uh, he was really trying to figure out uh, whether or not to keep a podcast going, and he decided to cancel his podcast, one of his podcasts, and uh, he talks about how after three years and 64 episodes, he finally put it to bed. And uh, the reason is, is that he wasn't seeing the kind of growth that he wanted. And he really did a nice deep dive analysis, not only of the time he was spending on it, but uh, also some of the things he felt he may have been able to do better uh, to maybe give that podcast a better start than it had. And it was a really neat thing to uh, look at the process of trying to make something successful in 21st century media land here. And I, thought, I felt like it might be useful to some of you who are trying to figure out uh, uh, what to do online with your own media creation. So go to lon.tv slash pod postmortem uh, to see his postmortem on the entire thing because I think a lot of you might find it really useful. And now it's time for some news that caught my eye this week. And the first is an update from uh, the Smack Z project. This was a Kickstarter that I talked about last week. They were uh, going to build a portable gaming PC that was running on an AMD-based system on a chip, which might provide uh, somewhat decent portable gaming performance, perhaps. But uh, like many of these Kickstarter projects, their ambitions far exceeded reality, and their hardware partner uh, completely backed away from this, which is a pretty big uh, problem for this project because so much of what they were doing was based on this hardware partner being involved with it. Uh, the project didn't want to give out any refunds and said they were going to retool and try to do it themselves, which I had serious doubts about. Uh, now they're claiming in an email this morning that they're working directly with AMD and they're going to be building something based on Ryzen and Vega technology, which I have a very hard time believing. I did reach out to uh, AMD for comment. I haven't heard back from them yet, but if I do get something from AMD, I might uh, jump in with a update video sometime midweek to give you some more information on this. But uh, to me, this is more about stringing backers along for uh, a ride here that will inevitably lead to everyone losing their money. What I have done is filled out a uh, chargeback request with my credit card company, and I do suggest others do the same here because I just have no faith that they're going to be able to pull this off. And I have a very hard time believing that AMD would involve themselves in a project like this, especially if AMD has the technology to make a portable gaming PC handheld. Why would they work with a uh, Kickstarter that nobody's ever heard about versus going to Dell or uh, some other big gaming uh, PC maker and having them make something that will actually get put together and have some customer support behind it? So uh, my faith is not restored here, and I think uh, people are going to just be uh, taken along further on this ride, but we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens. And I got another email from Kickstarter this morning about another project that I backed that is kicking the dust and not having very good luck this year. Uh, the Remix IO Plus was going to be a a nice little Android TV box, but it was going to be running a TV version of Remix OS. And these guys have a great track record. We've reviewed uh, Remix OS in the past here. In fact, you can go and download it and run it on your computer right now for free if you want. Basically, it is a desktopified version of Android that allows you to run multiple apps side by side. You can resize the windows, do everything you might want to do with the desktop OS, uh, but it's running Android. All your favorite Google Play apps run on it, and you can get the full power of your PC in the process. But unfortunately, I got this email this morning where it says an update from the Jide team. And you know it's bad news when they say it's an update. They never put the bad news right in the subject line. But there is some good news hidden here on the uh, last paragraph because they are committing to return every dollar of the over half a million dollars they collected to backers within the next week to 10 days. They're going to be uh, sending that money back through Kickstarter. And this is exactly how projects should die if they have to, uh, which is everybody who put their money in gets their money back. And uh, this is kind of a, a new concept here in the Kickstarter world, but I'm glad that they're doing this. And it shows, too, that 
uh, they did not put all of their risk on the backers, that they had a plan, should things not work out, to be able to afford to pay back over a half a million dollars to the people that uh, put their hard-earned money towards the project. And this is exactly the kind of thing that I would like to see somehow Kickstarter show or, show or prove to uh, backers ahead of time that the company is financially stable enough that uh, they're not uh, putting more risk on the backers than they're taking themselves. And I'm really glad that uh, Remix is doing this. Now, I don't know where Remix is going next. I think what's happening here is they're probably uh, feeling some pressure from uh, Google merging Chrome OS and Android OS. You know, the Google Play Store now is showing up on more and more uh, Chromebooks out there. And I'm, I'm sure they're looking at the writing on the wall saying it's going to be hard to compete with Google uh, in the consumer area. But they're probably seeing areas where uh, manufacturers and other companies looking for specific embedded solutions might be coming to them to uh, make Android OS work exactly the way they need it to. And I think this is really where their strengths are. So uh, unfortunately, this may be the last we see of consumer-facing stuff from Remix OS, which is unfortunate because they are very talented. But uh, business is business, and I'm glad they are uh, doing right by their backers and returning the money. If I don't get my refund, I'll definitely let you know, but I am sure it will come through. They've been a very trustworthy company in the past. Now, there was a product announcement last week that I was very excited about, which is the New Tech Spark. And if you haven't heard of New Tech before, they have been making video production hardware for a very long period of time. In fact, I use their TriCaster switcher here for all the video that you see on this channel. It records a video for my YouTube videos. It also allows me to live stream. I can do both at the same time if I want to. It does everything you see here on screen in real time. Really a very efficient way to make video, but you're limited by the length of your cable. So I, in the past, could not have a camera on the other side of the house demonstrating something because the HDMI cable wouldn't go that far. And I think if you're a game streamer, you also know some of the challenges of lugging your PC over to your PlayStation, for example, to do a fancy live stream. We're having to bring the PlayStation to the PC. Again, you're limited by cable length. And what they've come up with here is something revolutionary, which is a networked video capture device. You plug your HDMI in. It will then transmit the video data out via Wi-Fi if you've got a fast AC network or preferably over Ethernet. And that video can then be brought in uncompressed, essentially. It looks beautiful uh, into your streaming application. That can be a TriCaster switcher like I have or something more affordable like OBS, the open broadcaster software. It works with just about everything because they open source the protocol. And I think this is going to make things really easy for a lot of people who don't want to keep moving equipment around to do a live stream. You can basically turn this into a essentially networked HDMI capture device. It's a really cool concept. It also records video. It'll support up to 1080p at 60 frames per second, both for recording and local transmitting. And if you're on a college campus or a school or a church, I think if you've been trying to bring in people live from different parts of campus, you really couldn't do it easily before or cheaply. Uh, this will get you there. If you can get it on the same network as your uh, broadcasting software or recording software, you are good to go, provided it supports NDI and more applications are supporting that protocol every day. So I'm really excited to get my hands on this thing. I'll be doing a, a full review of it when it comes in. I have experimented with NDI with my TriCaster in the past, and I was very impressed with it. I had a video 
I was doing for Synology where I wanted to demonstrate a security camera operating by my front door, but I wanted to have it brought into my production while I was recording it live to disk. And I was amazed at the fact that I had zero delay, there was no lag, it looked just as good as if the camera was directly plugged in, and I don't think anybody would even notice it uh, integrated into that video. It was a tremendously awesome project. It just required, though, that I had a PC, an HDMI capture device. It was really kind of a clunky setup. Uh, this is a lot easier now with a single box. It does not stream on its own beyond the NDI stream back to your uh, streaming device, but again, if you're using OBS or any other supported streaming application, it will work with that, and I think this is going to be a significant game changer for a lot of folks doing a lot of different types of live production. And now it's time for a Q&A from you, the viewers, and I got this question in from Alex Guy, who was wondering if uh, the CE Week 2017 video I posted last week were the hits of the show. Uh, were there any misses at the show? And there was one eye roller there. Let me share that one with you, because if you haven't had enough of your fill of fidget spinners, uh, there is now a sub-brand from a mobile accessory manufacturer called Fidget Tech, and they had a pretty big presence here at the show with a whole bunch of different products here. Take a look at some of the things you can get that fidget. Uh, the hand spinner, of course, those things drive me crazy. Uh, the phone stand, the USB drive, the uh, audio Bluetooth speaker, the phone grip, and the USB hubs. You can get a spinner for just about any accessory that you can think of out there. I do have to give these folks credit, though, because uh, it's amazing how fast they built this brand around a very fast-moving and likely short-lived fad. So I give them credit for developing an entire line of products and a marketing campaign around it, but I have a feeling we're going to be seeing these things liquidated at your favorite retailer pretty soon. And one of the things that surprised me about the show was how many instant cameras I saw there. And uh, our viewer, longtime viewer, Michael Quattracci, wrote in uh, with a, a note about the Impossible Project. And I had heard about this a while ago, but never gave it much thought up until I got this note from Michael. And uh, what they have done is uh, they went out and bought the last production line of the Polaroid Film Company. I think they hired a few of their employees also, because uh, Polaroid basically shut down the company. They are now essentially a licensing uh, holding company. They license out their name for other people to use. So they stopped making film, uh, but there are still millions of Polaroid cameras out there from uh, the 80s and earlier that I'm sure would love to maybe be taken out of the closet and used every once in a while. So they sell some very expensive film packs here. I think these uh, go for about $24 for a pack of eight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, eight, eight uh, prints per pack for $24. Not cheap, but they did it. They reformulated the film from scratch, and uh, these cartridges that went into these cameras uh, in many cases were pretty complicated because not only did they do all the film developing inside the mechanism and inside the uh, little paper that runs through, uh, but they also have batteries to power the camera, too. They were kind of an all-in-one uh, cartridge there. So they've done it all. They've got everything working the way it used to, and it works with uh, all of the old Polaroid cameras. They also have now been uh, bringing in and refurbishing old Polaroid cameras to get them working again. So these are some of the cameras they have for sale right now on their website, uh, including the old Barbie camera from the 80s there, so you can uh, get your uh, old uh, Polaroid back in action if you want to do that and buy the film from them. And Michael also pointed me to a new camera that they've put together here. It is called the i1, and it's a Polaroid camera, but it has some newer tech integrated into it, so you can use your phone as a remote control, and I think it does have a live viewfinder that goes back to the phone. Not digital, though, so it's a one-shot camera. You take the picture, and you get the picture printed, uh, but you can't do any reprints or store any JPEGs on it, of course, but uh, kind of cool they're developing some new stuff as well. And I think this is one of the areas where uh, the Internet that makes this kind of niche hardware possible. We've seen this now in the retro gaming world with the uh, analog NT Mini that I love, as well as the retro
retro USB AVS that I also love, some reproductions of old NES hardware that doesn't appeal to a mass market, but has enough appeal that you can find on the internet to uh, make something viable. And they're clearly able to do that here with employees and cameras and uh, film packs and everything else. If you are a fan of Polaroid and have an old camera kicking around, you can still use it. You're just going to pay a little bit for the film. And this next question is actually a conversation I was following from my Wolverine photo scanner review. And Toto Franci wrote in thinking that this really didn't warrant its own review and it should have been put into my Didn't Make the Cut series of videos. I've been doing uh, more of those where if I have things that I get in that I just don't feel like warrant a review because they're so lousy, I will do a, a little compilation of some of the garbage that came in uh, to the channel for you to take a look at. So at least there's some consumer warning out there. Uh, David here disagreed and felt like like it was decent enough and uh, merited its own review. And I actually take David's side on this because uh, that Wolverine scanner did have some salvageable aspects to it. The really big issue is uh, something wrong with how it's processing images. I really like the notion of being able to take these film negatives here, very quickly run them through, get the immediate visual output of my old photos suddenly coming back to life again. I really like that aspect to it. And the fact that you could push a button, scan in that picture like lickety split onto an SD card and then import it into anything that would support a digital camera. That workflow was awesome. The image quality sucked. And that was the biggest problem with that product. It had 50% of it right. 50% uh, of that product is doing photo scanning better than anything else that I have looked at. Uh, but again, we still have the problems with image quality on the other side. And sometimes a product I think is worth talking about because there is something really intriguing about how nicely that was to work with up until you started actually looking at the pictures that came out of it. And there was another product that I reviewed a few months ago. This is back in January. We had a very similar discussion around this, which was the Lima Ultra. Uh, this is another product that isn't quite there. It's not something I could recommend, but there were some unique aspects of the product that I felt were interesting enough to share with all of you because it was a different take on something we were very familiar with, which is network attached storage. It doesn't do it the, the, the best way, but it does seem to be something that was worth talking about and covering because there are uh, components of the product that they could improve to make it better. And uh, ultimately, this video has done okay on the channel here. 22,000 views on something that uh, isn't really covered all that much on YouTube uh, does benefit the channel because that means more people are finding the channel because they're looking for a review of this thing. And perhaps they might subscribe to the channel too. So there are some reasons why uh, some products, which aren't great, which don't get my recommendation, uh, will get a full review. Now, one thing I did think about in the course of putting together that Wolverine review was making sure that I didn't bury the lead on the image quality. I told you up front that the uh, quality of the image was not going to be all that great on this thing, but there were some things worth talking about. So I will try my best whenever I have a product that I just simply can't recommend to tell you that up front and then uh, get into the details as we get further along into the video. And at the same time, I don't want this channel to become a review of all this great stuff and not actually showing you some things that don't work every once in a while because I think the channel needs that kind of balance too. But didn't make the cut. Uh, we'll still be there. I'm still working on a list of things to get into the next video, but stay tuned. That won't be going away either. So let me know what you think though in our Q&A for you this week. Do you agree with what I just said or not? Let me know down in the comments below. I'm very mindful not to waste subscribers' time, so I'm always always thinking about you when I'm putting these videos together, but that one I felt like would be cool to review in its entirety. Our channel of the week this week is one that uh, goes back in time. Uh, this is a, a channel called David Hoffman. I think he is a video producer that's been working for a long period of time, 
and he's got some great footage from a lot of things that he's done uh, through the 70s, 80s, 90s, and even the 2000s also. Just great stuff that he posts all the time. Uh, really kind of fun to take a step back in time and just see life as it was. Uh, and you can see here, he doesn't have that many subscribers yet, and there's always something interesting to watch on this channel. Uh, one of the more recent re uh, videos that he posted were some of the early attempts at voice recognition, uh, which of course now is commonplace on just about everything, including our Amazon Echoes. But you can see how hard it was to get this stuff pioneered in the first place. And this 1991 video that he's got there on the front page details some of the early work AT&T was doing on voice recognition. So coming up this week on the channel, we should have a review of the Canon HFR82 camcorder. I didn't get to it last week, but hopefully we'll get to it this week. This is a uh, affordable camcorder that has a zoom on it. And that's one of the reasons why you might want to look at a camcorder versus a smartphone, because you can zoom in with these things. And I'll show you some use cases of that in the review. We're also going to take a look, hopefully, at the Sling Studio, uh, which is a $1,000 video switcher. And what's unique about this one is that it allows you to bring in your smartphone video over Wi-Fi as opposed to just connecting cameras directly to it. Uh, we'll see how it works. The one issue I may see with it is the fact that your uh, regular wired cameras also have to be brought in via Wi-Fi too, but we'll see how it all works. I've got it in the box, going to be unboxing it on the Extras channel and hopefully getting a video up with this later on in the week. I'm also going to have an update on my DVR, as I mentioned, update number two. It has been shot, just got to get everything edited, so uh, be on the lookout for that. And it is working. I'm about you know four or five days into this at this point, and uh, so far, so good. That NAS device is recording everything I'm asking it to, and uh, everything is playing back just fine, too. So good, good results so far, but we'll uh, keep testing and see how it all works out. Now, if you want to help the channel, you can. You can go to lon.tv slash Patreon and make a monthly contribution to the channel. We also have the tip jar set up at lon.tv slash tip jar. We have the Venmo account set up for international folks at lon.tv for a Venmo contribution. And of course, we have our ongoing relationship with Plex, where if you sign up for a free Plex account or gift it to somebody else, we will get a small commission for that action. So uh, definitely sign up for Plex if you haven't already. We also have a number of channels that you may not be aware of. We've got the Extras channel, where I do all of my supplementary content. The podcast, the audio form of this and many other things that I appear on can be found at lon.tv slash podcast or on your favorite podcatcher. Uh, Snippets channel is now up and running at lon.tv slash snippets. And that is where I park some segments of the weekly wrap-up as well as other reviews that might work well as standalone videos. So I pull a little segment out of here and put it over there so it's searchable. That is a new channel, which means it's under 10,000 views right now. So I can't even monetize it yet, but I'm going to grow it just like I've grown my other channels. So uh, subscribe to that one if you haven't already, and you can find some of the best of uh, segments of my reviews and wrap-ups there. And we have my live streams that I do from time to time at lon.tv slash live streams, and we'll likely be doing one uh, with that uh, sling thing later on in the week, so be on the lookout. And if you want to be notified when anything happens on this channel, including those live streams, make sure you click on the bell on my YouTube channel so you can always get notifications whenever something gets posted or if I start a live stream. So that is one way to get notified. We also have the email list at lon.tv slash email, which I have been neglecting once again. I need to get back on that. Uh, the Facebook page is at lon.tv slash Facebook, and my store is at lon.tv slash store. And you can sign up for a separate email list to be alerted when new things get put in the store. These are items that I reviewed here on the channel and I'm now reselling. I buy these things, I review them, and can't return them because they're used. Uh, so I put them up for sale on there at a discount. Uh, we still have that Dell AMD laptop up there. So if you uh, don't like the price, email me and make an offer. We did finally get rid of the Microsoft Surface 
this laptop finally. Uh, so definitely uh, let me know if you want a good deal on something and the deal on the store isn't good enough for you. So that'll do it for this week's weekly wrap up. Thank you all as always for watching the channel and commenting and providing such great feedback. I greatly appreciate uh, you giving me a little portion of your week to listen to me rant and rave about all the comings and goings in the consumer electronics world. If you have anything you'd like to see reviewed on the channel, definitely leave me a comment down below. I'm always looking for inexpensive, unique items that uh, people aren't really talking about. So I've had some great suggestions. I'm working on getting some of that stuff in, and I'm sure we'll have a lot of more cool stuff on the horizon that I'm not even thinking about at the moment. So that'll do it for this week, and this is Lon Seidman. Thanks for watching. This channel is brought to you by my Patreon supporters, including Gold Level supporter Cody Falk. If you want to help the channel, you can by contributing as little as a dollar a month. Head over to lon.tv slash Patreon to learn more. And don't forget to subscribe. Visit lon.tv slash s.